Hello and welcome to the first episode of Women in Customer Success podcast. The first women-only podcast where remarkable ladies of customer success share their stories and practical tools to help you succeed and make an impact. I'm Maria Skobepile, your host. Today I'm thrilled to welcome Kelly Lucas, a coach, mentor, and the author of Customer Success Pioneer, a pragmatic handbook for anyone starting a journey into customer success. Her book was a finalist for the Best Business Book Award in the category of Specialist Business Books, with the nomination being placed only four weeks after the book was published. It's no surprise we talked about the book itself, the concept, pioneering experience of writing and publishing, but also what being a pioneer in customer success means. Kelly is teaching us about developing most important skills for the profession, the power of coaching, authenticity, trust, and the importance of customer success communities. My favorite learning from the conversation is you can't coach anyone to do something that you feel that they should be better at. They have to recognize it and lead it and want to try to improve. So let's get into it. Kelly, thank you very much for joining me today. Really, it's an honor talking to you and I'm so looking forward to learning from you. Thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Kelly, why don't we start by you telling us a bit about yourself and your background? Okay, um, I have quite a, a convoluted background, so I'll try and keep it short and simple. Um, as you mentioned there, uh, these days I'm uh, articulating who I am as um, an author, coach, speaker and mentor. Um, I, my driving force is um, facilitating and supporting others to uh, develop themselves to the best that they can be and to effect change in the world that they they are um, working and living in uh, so that's professionally and um, personally and on a social level um, my personal background I've got a finance and IT background um, many many years of consulting um, I also worked for a non-governmental organization as director of a child's rights organization in Ghana for about 15 months a couple of years ago where um, you know I really wanted to do more for for the world so and i'm still involved with that charity uh, challenging heights in ghana and also now a trustee of another uk-based but with ghana programming organization called move the world um so yeah uh consulting led me into customer success which when i discovered it a few years ago uh made me feel like it was my professional spiritual home because it is um i believe the heart of any business um, looking after your customers because without customers we wouldn't be anywhere we wouldn't have any businesses we wouldn't have any money to pay our people um, and we wouldn't have any objectives and missions to fulfill so being in customer success is I'm, I'm very passionate about it and the community of professionals who have been attracted into this discipline are just so inspiring uh, that it really motivates me to to share and to help everyone um, evolve and develop the profession to the best that it can be. 
thank you. Already so many points that I actually wanted to talk to you about. Uh, where should I start now? Uh, I really liked how you said you found your home in customer success uh, because your passion is really with customers. Well, isn't that amazing to hear it? Obviously, from the perspective of customers, I wish that, you know, every you know, every organization can tell it for themselves and every individual because that, that's what we always strive towards doing, you know, just being the best for our customers. Can you tell us more about your beginnings of customer success? So you mentioned consulting led you to it. I wonder how did it happen? So how did you realize that what you were actually doing was customer success? Okay, I was working for a small startup called Artesian Solutions. Um, they are a SaaS business, um, social selling, um, sales professionals um, software. And in the early days, we had a consulting team who effectively helped with our self-funding. So um, it um, funded the research and development while we were creating the app and putting it out to market in the early days. Um, and then quite soon after we started getting customers on board, we started hearing about customer success, or I should say my C-suite started hearing about customer success. Uh, and one day they asked me to transition from consulting into customer success in order to really invest and commit to it to make sure that we had a team and a framework and a methodology and that we were aligned internally um, and giving the best to our customers and getting the best results for ourselves. Um, I had no idea what they were asking me to do, quite frankly. Um, one of them gave me a, a bit of a, a quick brief uh, run through of what it might entail, the bits that I might enjoy and the bits that might be a bit challenging. Uh, and I kind of went, well, you know, I can do all that, but I still don't really get it. Um, so thank God for technology, right? So I looked out on the internet, I did research. There wasn't, there still wasn't really much about customer success in those days. Very few people had the job title. Um, Gainsight and Tango were the only people really putting out any thought leadership. Um, and so I started to try and find people who might be doing similar roles and, and get together with them. Uh, and luckily at the time, Michael Blaisdell, who runs um, the Customer Success Association based over in the US, he brought his SuccessCon conference over to London. Uh, and it just so happened to coincide nicely in the timings. Uh, and I went to, I think it was a half day event, went along and it was just so validating everybody there was feeling very vulnerable feeling very nervous anxious you know we didn't know what we should be doing we didn't know whether we the ideas we'd had were the right ideas um, and just being in a room where everybody felt the same was really reassuring uh, and it really solidified the early days of a, of a european community actually because it was the only customer success gathering that we'd had up till that point. So people had flown over from continental Europe as well. Um, and at that point, I realized that it was very much about people and connection. Um, I mean, you know, we say customer, but I think there is a wider issue here, which I'm, I'm trying to build the, the story around and the articulation around, is the reason that customers are so important are because businesses are made up of people and customers, customer businesses, whether you're doing B2B or B2C, customers are also made up of individuals. And we all want um, a connection, we all want to feel um, motivated, fulfilled, trusted, um, heard. Um, 
and because I've always supported people in a professional corporate environment, customer success absolutely seemed to sit very um, easily with me, which is why I embraced it and became very passionate about it, trying to build communities, trying to build framework within my organization. Uh, and then more recently, um, translating that into, um, into the book that, uh, that you mentioned at the start. Just now, you mentioned people. In the book, you're talking about people and the relationships between business and people. I thought I would definitely like to read one of the paragraphs from the book, but uh, let's leave that for a little later. Let's talk about writing this book, The Customer Success Pioneer, with the headline, The First 12 Months of Your Journey into Growth. I wonder, is there a resemblance of your first 12 months in customer success? Um, the idea started, the concept started with, um, with, the, with that experience at Artesian of um, you know, figuring out what I needed to do in order to create a customer success team. Um, the 12 months is, and I think I say this in the book, is, is pretty fluid. Uh, it might be that as an individual, you have the time, the resource and the, um, the, the maturity projection of um, attending to each of those activities and topics within a 12 month period and getting it um, at least first steps put in place for each of those um, areas that I talk about. Um, Clearly, over time, it has evolved from all of the conversations I've had with lots of people in, in the, my peer network, in the community, uh, and also, you know, additional conversations I've had with, with customers and, uh, you know, other businesses and, and individuals that I've worked with. Um, so it's based on the experience of setting up a team from scratch, which is what I, I did, um, and a framework and a methodology, methodology from scratch. Um, but I think what I've tried to do and some of the feedback I've had from the book is that it is something that you could dip into um, every now and then uh, when you're going through another step change um, in order to figure out what other pieces you need to consider. I've also had people say that, you know, they've been in customer success for many years uh, and going back and reading the book is actually a really useful reminder of some of the things that they know they've put in place, but they probably need to update or they just need a reminder of some of the key points to remember when we're talking to our customers or thinking about what the framework should be. The other thing about it is that I have put a structure in the book called DIME, which is Design, Implement, Measure, Evolve. Um, and much like any project, any program, which I think most of our lives, personally and professionally, are kind of, you know, they're either mini projects or very large projects. Um, you know, you, you need to think about continually iterating them. So some of the topics in the book might be something that's a bit out of reach for the maturity that you're at and the number of customers and their maturity that you have right now. But you might want to come back to the book and come back to that process of evolving um, time and time again, which is where I think, you know, we're, we're, we're all in that cycle um, as, as individuals and as businesses. Uh, we're certainly going through a big cycle at the moment, aren't we, where people are transitioning and trying to figure out what their, what their next evolution looks like. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. As I was reading a book, I thought it certainly 
is a great handbook for you know starting the journey of customer success however i'm realizing more and more that there are so many valuable insights and tools for the organizations at just different maturity levels and obviously there is always place for improvement for all of these organizations so definitely it is a valuable handbook for all you've just triggered a memory there because some of the other feedback that i've had from people is that um it's actually also quite a useful um a piece of literature to hand to anybody else in your organization um, so particularly at your c-suite level where you know in a lot of organizations still um, you know you have the individuals who inherently understand what customer success is and why it is so valuable to an organization but there's a lot of um, individuals who still don't quite get it or haven't even you know come across it yet uh, and I've had feedback from a number of people who have bought the book who have also bought copies for their entire c-suite so they understand you know the value of customer success and why it's such um, uh, an imperative to commit to and invest in and also your colleagues within other teams within your organization so that they understand the part they play and the part you play you start in the book explaining what customer success is. And I liked how it's really a down-to-earth, concise overview of the industry, the mindset behind the current buzzword. So it's definitely useful for C-suite and other departments. As we can see as practitioners, we are really touching upon almost every single team of the organization. And sometimes we still need to even sell the value internally, right? And I like the concept of a handbook at the end of every chapter because there is always a pioneer roundup, key learnings, what was covered in the chapter, actions, and what we as practitioners should do to improve. So really a good, good learning tool. But what I found really interesting is you talking about the skills of a customer success manager. And it's so timely now when this profession is rated one of the most sought after professions in the world. So Kelly, tell us, what are those skills? So what's on a wish list for being a great customer success manager? Um, well, there are many skills that lend themselves to, to the profession um, because it is, you know, it has, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it, it, it has an impact on every single team within the organization. Um, so it's quite um, unusual to get somebody who has all of the skills that you might need, but equally, I do think that if you've got some underlying um, primary traits, then the rest of it can be developed and evolved. Uh, and a lot of people are saying that the new, um, new route into the CEO's office is now customer success. Um, because it hits on every single team of the organization you need to understand the contribution they make um, the value that they add um, how you can use them and coordinate with them and get alignment across the entire organization so um, as you know uh, my background is, is project management consultancy so I know a lot of people who have come into customer success via that route um, because generally speaking, if you've been a project manager, then you have to be good at building rapport with your customers. Um, you have to create great relationships because you, you know, you need to keep that partnership going through the project, but also you're hoping for repeat business, which is, you know, the next time they have another project, they will automatically think of you because you've been that trusted advisor to them. You've added value, um, and you've been a great working partnership. 
So um, relationship building, rapport um, and empathy, absolutely uh, key skills. Um, and empathy doesn't mean you have to be nice to everyone. It just means you have to understand others and you need to um, want to understand them and be able to dig into what the underlying um, opportunities and challenges might be. Uh, so I got asked a few weeks ago, you know, what would you do if, uh, if a customer said to you, I'm outraged, this button just doesn't work for me, it's the colour green and I, it needs to be blue, it needs to be blue. Um, clearly the issue there is not about the colour of the button, it's something else, you know, whatever the process is behind it or whatever outcomes they need aren't being met. So you need to be an explorer, you need to be inquisitive you need to be curious you need to ask the right questions and keep asking questions um i mean i, I could go on for for days about you know the skills that come into customer success um, and i think a lot of it can be taught so the natural um qualities that i i personally look for are our passion i mean you can have passion about anything but as long as you know, it, it, there, there is passion in the person that is coming in because you need dedication, commitment, motivation. Um, that relationship building, it's a soft skill. Um, and whilst to an extent you can coach somebody how to do it um, in, a, in a more um, in, uh, in, a, in a more positive way and to get better results, it's you know it is an inherent soft skill that um, you know it's better if you can get somebody who has that. Commercial awareness, you know, there's a lot of debate about whether um, salespeople make good customer success managers or whether they're too, um, you know, um, profit oriented, money oriented. But you do need to have a commercial awareness in customer success because every conversation you're having needs to bring value to your customer and to you. Um, and you need to be able to spot the opportunities for growth. You know, you're not just trying to retain the contract that you're working with this customer with. You want to be expanding it, you know, not only within their team, but other teams within their organization and teams beyond their organization, the referrals and the advocacy that you're trying to get them, get from them. So that that's just a few of the things that I think are, are really important. Um, one, one other, I guess, is resilience, um, because it is a tough job um, because a lot of organizations are putting all the responsibility on the customer success person or team um, and that's a lot of weight to take on the on, on your shoulders so you need to be able to identify um, which pieces of activity actually are, need to be done by other people so you need to be able to delegate where um, where appropriate um, and that takes resilience because if you're if you're feeling overwhelmed then you will just keep taking everything on and you won't be doing the coordination piece that I believe is really key to a customer success manager's role. Um, and the other thing about resilience is about supporting each other in your team. So if you're having a tough day um, and a customer is, you know, having a bit of a st strong word with you about something, part one of resilience is listening to that customer, making them feel heard without taking it on board as a personal attack. Um, and taking it that one step further, listening to them, and then trying to ask those questions to understand what the underlying challenge actually is, because it won't be about you, it will be about something else. And the other side of resilience is making sure that you support each other so that if you're having a bad day, you can go and talk to others in order to 
get it out of your mind and off your shoulders and providing that support to others in your team when they're having a bit of a tough day. So those are, those are the, some of the top features. There are many, many others um, because we are, we're, a, we're an excellent breed. We've got many skills from many places, many qualities, um, which is why I think it's, um, it's part of the reason it's uh, a good route into the CEO office these days. I really liked how you picked up mostly on soft skills, emotional intelligence, patterns, resilience. So naturally for me, the question appears, nature versus nurture. Can you actually teach for those skills? If you're someone's mentor, how can you help them develop these skills? Uh, that is a very good question. And I think um, it's, it's certainly a, a deep conversation that uh, we won't, we will only scratch the surface of here. Um, I think you can, I think you can teach most things. You could uh, coach, actually, I'm going to use the word coach. I think you can coach most things, um, particularly if somebody is, um, you know, is aware that they, um, it's not a natural talent for them if um, you know and they know that they want to improve at something you can't coach anyone to do something that you feel that they should be better at they have to recognize it and and lead it and want to 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 improve in that particular area um, and, and I think you can you know, you can do many things. You, you can ask uh, probing questions. You can ask people to look inside themselves and understand how they work um, and what, you know, they might want to in, um, develop further um, and what they think actually suits them very well for where they are right now. Um, and I think you can give um, many people um, observation opportunities. So um, particularly for those people, so I'm a kinesthetic, kinesthetic learner and that means um, I, I absorbed through, through osmosis so conversations with people like you Maria and um, you know when I go out and shadow people uh, so for me I think shadowing and reverse shadowing is, um, is incredibly important uh, and most uh, teams and companies don't don't give it enough time because everyone feels that there's not enough time to do that sort of thing because we're all too busy doing our day job um, so yeah, I, th I think you can, but everybody has to be invested. It can't be something that you want for someone else. It has to be something that they want for themselves. That is such a great point. You can't teach them or you can't coach them on something that they don't want to be better. Oh, I think I will definitely remember this one. Such a valuable lesson. Well, well and it's, it's one of those things that I'm, you know, I don't know that anybody really takes into account early enough it's it's something that you learn over time and you recognize over time um, and it's why when I talk about coaching because I, I know people who have said you know I'm I'm a great coach I'm a great teacher you know I, I, I help people to get better but you can't decide what better means for someone else they have to guide you they have to tell you you know what they want to improve on where they want to get to and then you can help them find their own path um, if you try and teach somebody what you think is better then you know they've, they've got no commitment to that they've got no investment to that um, so it, it's kind of a waste of everybody's time Kelly shall we go back to the book it was a tremendous journey in a sense uh, was that your first book uh, yes it is the first book I've written Okay, so actually a pioneering journey of writing a book as well. 
how was the process of writing for you? Uh, the process was arduous, quite frankly. Um, and, and it's really tough because I can come up with reasons why it was arduous, um, but I have no idea if it's, um, you know, people say that writing is hard and it is um, for many reasons. Um, there were a few extra pieces um, on my plate, which made it, I felt made it a little more arduous, but I can see that, you know, different things would come in at, at every time. Um, because the biggest thing about it, um, and I, and I don't know if this is true of all authors, although I've heard that it is, it's, it's fairly common, is it's an incredibly vulnerable um, journey to undertake um, because you're putting yourself out there. Um, and I, and I, I guess it's the same for fiction and nonfiction, but particularly in nonfiction, when you're writing about the profession within which you work, you're really staking your reputation um, and you know while I was writing it I would write a few words and think why would anybody want to read this I you know this this makes no sense so and also if I do write put it out there and people think it's you know all rubbish um, then that's my reputation just completely wiped out in in no time at all uh, I must be stupid to be putting myself on the line like this um, but what I really love about the customer success community is that we're also supportive of each other um, and because it is a pioneering prof profession which is why I do like your take on the fact that it was my first book so it's a it was a pioneering journey for me and you're absolutely right that that is true um, but the reason it's called the uh, customer success pioneer is because each of us is pioneering in this field because whilst a lot of it is common sense um, having it as a um, formal discipline like it has been for the last few years it's it's growing up it's being um, we're, we're, we're structuring it as we, as we go along we're trying to form what the best practices are you know sharing ideas sharing experiences so that we can come up with some uh, templates for methodologies and for documents and for you know discussions that we have with our customers um so i really just wanted to put out that it was um you know based on my experiences None of this is um, set in stone. None of it is right or wrong. It is, it's effectively, you know, yes, it's a handbook so that you can go away and figure out your own thoughts and see what fits for you, your team and your organization and your customers. But it's also kind of like a discussion um, paper. So let's put some ideas out there and see whether they resonate with people or, um, you know, whether we need to evolve them because you know the book is effectively part of a dime process itself you know i've designed it i've implemented it by publishing it i will measure it by getting you know book sales and feedback from it and then evolve in you know in terms of either you know updating that particular book or writing another book or you know writing programs or or blogs or whatever um, so it was it was a very hard process but and it, it takes time in order to um, really process your thoughts and to calm yourself down and to keep that vulnerability at bay. Um, and the, the process itself takes it much longer than, I guess, well, much longer than I anticipated. Somebody else told me when I, when I told them my time frame at the end of it, they said, wow, you did that really quickly. Um, I didn't feel like that at all. Um, 
but it how, was an how long did it take uh, yeah. How long is a piece of string? Very, very interesting question. And as a consultant, I'm going to say, depends how you look at it. So uh, from writing the very first word to finishing the first draft was um, about a year. Um, I started it on the 31st of December 2017 and finished it on Christmas Eve uh, 2018. Is that right? Yep. So uh, just under a year. Um, but the amount of time physically writing, um, probably only a few weeks. Um, so a lot of that time was spent either procrastinating because of my vulnerability um, or just trying to figure out. I, I knew what I wanted to say. I knew that I always knew the topics, the table of contents um, I created in about five minutes when I first had the idea to write the book. But customer success and business in general is so interconnected, which is why I, I'm a strong believer in this alignment of teams within a business. Um, it's also interconnected that it was really difficult to lay down an idea and not digress onto another topic because they were related. So figuring out how to place things in the book and coming up with the dime structure um, actually took up, you know, it was all of that free thinking and, and writing notes and drawing mind maps and trying to figure out the best way to present it, not only for the readers so that they could consume it, but for me so that I could write it in the first place. That took a lot of time. So, you know, if anybody else is thinking about writing a book, I wouldn't get hung up on the fact that you're not always at the typewriter or the, the keypad um, trying to put words onto paper. You know, there is a lot of thought that goes into it in order to make sure that it hangs together nicely so that it's easier to write and to read. But still, it didn't take you that long, actually. It, it, it's amazing to have a book in one year. Uh, however, you mentioned vulnerability. As soon yes. as you mentioned that word to my mind, straight away popped Brené Brown uh, yes. and one of her quotes, obviously, you know, the most accurate measurement of courage is vulnerability. And you obviously were extremely courageous and you wrote a book and the process is done now. It's over and I'm sure you're getting so many positive feedback. I do hope you're getting because you have been also recognized. Uh, you have been what the finalist for for the best business book award in a yes. category of special business book, right? And that just yes. happened very recently. Tell me more about it. Uh, yes, you're right. It's um, and thank you very much for the the vulnerability courageous link. Um, it is you know I'm I'm very passionate about people being authentic and vulnerability is one of those things. So uh, we do need to give ourselves credit when we do something and we we complete something that has made us feel so vulnerable. So thank you for that. Uh, and yes, you're right. Um, you know, at the end of the process, you know, during during writing the book, it, it was quite hard um, mentally in order to get through some of those barriers. Um, but at the end of it, you know, having the, the physical book in my hands was just such a delight. And the feedback that I've had, you know, in the early days, uh, even before it went to print, uh, I needed to get some endorsements. So I asked some, um, some very treasured uh, people in my network to um, read an advanced copy and the endorsements I got back from you know, people who I, I greatly respect in the customer success field was was just beyond fantastic um, and and then 
in January, I spoke at an event, a new event called CSM London. Uh, and when one of the organisers started reading the book, he messaged me and said that I think everyone who comes to our event should be getting a copy of the book. Um, you know, so can we make that happen? Uh, which was, again, amazing. Uh, and yes, the Business Book Awards, uh, we applied um at the end of last year and the book and the book was only published at the end of october as well so i didn't really have much you know they ask you for sales figures and what impact it's had on on the field and I'm like well it's been like four weeks since it's been published i can't really give you much information i just i hope it will be you know well received um so I didn't go to the shortlisting event because it was in London and I was based on the South Coast at the time. And, um, and also I didn't really think I'd get shortlisted. Uh, and my publisher messaged me on her way home from the event saying, you got, you know, you're a finalist. I mean, oh, wow. this is your, this is your first book. Uh, it's in a specialist category and, um, You've what been, a recognition. You've been nominated. I know. So that was that was also really just quite phenomenal. So um, yeah, the, and the feedback's been been fabulous. Uh, I uh, I am I've been blown away with how generous everyone has been with their their positive remarks. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you is the customer success network. You already mentioned a few times the importance of the network and how everyone seems to be so nice and kind in customer success circles. Tell us more about the networks. Uh, I do believe you were one of the co-founders of Customer Success Network, per se, and you helped up building the community, which is now very fruitful, and it's helping so many people out there to find out more about customer success as a profession. I'm part of the network as well and really, really enjoying all the learnings. Yeah, absolutely. As, as, I, as I say, you know, my passion um, is, is people. Um, I feel very strongly about being connected to others and, you know, community and collaboration. You know, all of these reasons why customer success is, is so important to me, because I, I think it brings all of those values together in the business world. Um, so, yeah, right from the very beginning, when I when I just had been told that I was going to be in customer success and I had no idea what it was. Uh, my my one of my first activities was getting together people who were in like minded roles. Um, and we would create our own little meetups, um, get together for pizza and beer and, and chats about the, uh, the challenges and opportunities we're experiencing. Um, and, and then that kind of fed into some of the other meetups that have, have since um, sparked from that CSM London being one of them, um, Marcel, Anika and Lauren doing a great job of, of establishing that and they are now the, the largest um, meetup of customer success professionals um, I think in, in Europe uh, certainly in the UK uh, I had nothing to do with setting that up but they were you know they came after my attempts um, with a few of the early front runners in customer success in the UK trying to make this sort of thing happen and, and luckily for us the three of them made CSM London stick and it's grown into a really great resource uh, and I'd recommend it to anyone um, and then a few years ago in fact while I was uh, living and working in Ghana for the uh, for the NGO um, challenging heights I was still trying to find ways to keep connected with customer success it's where I got the idea to start writing the book I wrote my first words in Ghana uh, and actually, I, I finished my final draft in Ghana as well. So that was a nice serendipity. 
Um, but while I was in Ghana, I noticed um, Kate Forgione uh, put up um, something on, on LinkedIn asking for people's ideas about how they would feel you know a community could um could serve them best you know there are other customer success communities you know there's, there's a, a large community in the us because that's where customer success started um but we wanted something more localized um and um and kate invited me to be part of the co-founding team um when we first uh um, put it live um, and that has now grown into they do customer success breakfast they do customer success cafes um, they do um, a conference twice a year one in london and one in dublin uh, and a lot of it is community member led so um, it's free to join the community there is a workplace um, instance where everybody shares ideas and um and collateral there have been many projects going on where people work together in order to come up with a template of a of a workflow for um, onboarding for example or um you know customer success plans so that we can build a repository of um of collateral that we can share rather than everyone having to reinvent the wheel every time they come across something like this so um, i think customer success network do an amazing job of pulling together the community um, i was involved for about 18 months um, and stepped back to concentrate on other things and the book particularly because uh, that was taking up a lot of my time um, and i'm i'm just thrilled at how much it's it's growing still um, and the next events that they're, they're going to be putting on. And they've, um, and in actual fact, the latest program that I also helped um, in the early stages of was their, their current mentorship program, which they launched, I think, in October last year. Um, so I'm, I'm part of that. I, um, I mentor a couple of people in that program as well. Well, definitely thank you for being there at the beginning to really help setting up the community. I love it. I'm part of it. I think I'm greatly benefiting from contacts from networking and and from all the resources that you mentioned i think i can talk to you forever uh, <laughs> i'd like to find out more about ghana and all the other things that you are doing it just seems that you're doing so much at the moment which is really great uh, i think that i would just ask you my last snap questions what is your message to aspiring leaders of customer success um Okay, my, uh, I guess it boils down to me to a few keywords. Um, so trust, and that is um, trust in yourself, trust in your team, um, and build trust with others. And that is in your organization, as well as your external stakeholders, like your customers. I think a lot of people you know, because we have the word customer, we focus a lot on the customer, but we really have to make understand that everybody in our organization is also a customer. Um, and trust is key. Um, we really need to, uh, to build that up um, in ourselves and for ourselves, uh, with our team, across our teams and with our customers. Um, and part of that is authenticity and integrity. So for me, um, that thing about, you know, can you coach somebody to um, to do some of the soft skills? Um, I think those people who are naturally um, as true to themselves as possible and are as authentic as possible and maintain their integrity, um, other people just naturally get drawn to that. So, you know, be authentic, um, 
maintain your integrity, trust yourself and others. Um, and I was going to say something else, but I think, oh, so the other thing, obviously, because it's, um, it's something that's very important to me, I would say coach, coach people, facilitate people, um, you know, delegate rather than dictate. Um, it is, and, and that again is built into the trust piece. If you trust your people to know what they should be doing, when they should be doing it and how they should be doing it, then they will feel motivated, fulfilled, um, and they will want to do the best that they can for you because they want to do the best that they can for themselves. And they feel like they've been given the power to do that. So yep, yeah, coach, um, trust, authenticity, integrity. I hope you don't mind me finishing off with one of the paragraphs from your book, which sure. I really liked. Uh, and it is from the page 250. Customer success as a philosophy and movement is transforming the way we should do business, reinforcing age-old principles of people first and relationships. Customers are people, teammates are people. All business is about people working with people. Make your work about people, motivate and make them successful and everything else organically grows for me this is just just so inspirational thank you very much for putting these words down in the book thank you for thank you. going through the whole process of writing a book so we can all benefit from it and finally thank you so much for talking to me today it was such a pleasure no thank you i'm uh, delighted that you invited me to chat with you and it's been a pleasure I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd like to hear your feedback and whom I should bring to the show. Feel free to reach out on LinkedIn and Instagram as Women in Customer Success Podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss out of the following episodes. Share it with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Have a great day and talk to you soon.